Well, 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 well. The day has come. We are back in familiar territory. Yeah. And in case you've forgotten uh, what you're listening to, are the two smoking the guns. Yes, we're back. We're finally back in familiar territory where we can actually bring you the madness that we try and create. And as always, but not recently, because we've, you know, we've, we've had the shackles put on us. I've got my great mate, the king of the sting and the prince of the panel and the baron of the buttons. <laughs> I'm my great mate, Ratsy, who I haven't seen for a while. I know. How are you, old son? Oh, look, I'm good, mate. I'm good, coping like everybody, but we're, <sighs> we're having a bit of fun. We need and to have a bit of fun. We need right? to have fun. And, we need and, to. and there's tons of stuff to talk about. There is. We don't need to talk about <laughs> COVID and lockdown because that has been done to death. Could, could you imagine if we had one day we didn't hear the word COVID? Well, I'm looking forward to that well, day very yeah, much. Yeah, it'll be 2085. <laughs> That's right. Someone did say to me the other day, the best the best day on a seven day lockdown is day 18. So, right. you know, so you know, it's always yeah. something to look forward to when you. And you get oh, mate, but anyway, look, I'll try not to blow up the panel. We haven't been with a panel for a while, but no, no. I can't guarantee that I won't because I'm sort of a bit up and about. No, today. you are <laughs> a bit today. Hey, uh, listen, I know, um, I know we bang on a bit in the, in the media about curfews, but um, yes. did you know that um, cats have got a curfew? Well... Uh, Sort of, I guess, because for a while, depending on which constitution, which which jurisdiction is the word I'm looking for, aren't they meant to be kept inside? No, well, it depends where you live. See, there's various different sort of places, depending on where you live. There's three categories, four actually. Right. Uh, One is a 24-hour curfew where cats must remain on the property at all times. In some councils, it's also confined or inside at night. Yes. Uh, stage two yes. is a curfew from dusk to dawn. Yes. And stage three is no curfew, but cats are recommended to be kept on the property between dusk so and dawn. So we're obviously as human beings now category two. Yeah, we're category <laughs> so two. So we're dusk to dawn. So the <laughs> point of this we're in. <laughs> is the cats have more freedom than we do. <laughs> Can you work that out? Do you know what area you live in? Glenara. Glenara. Or is the a, city of Glenara. Is a, is a category three, which is no curfew, but it's recommended you keep your cat on the property between dusk and dawn. Well, you know what some people have to do in some of these areas? And I, and I think even up the up the bush, you know, up in the Dandenongs, some, a, they yes. actually have to build a run, you know, Correct. where it's actually, it's, you know, got wire and God knows, and the cat can't do anything except run through this run. Well, in the Yarra Rangers, they're, Yarra Rangers. they're at Category 1. Well, there you go. Which is a 24-hour curfew. They must remain on the property at all times yes. and confined inside at night. So yeah. that's what they've been doing. Yeah. So here's a quote from Cat People of Melbourne Adoptions Manager. <laughs> is there a committee? Uh, Tamara Lunt, of otherwise known as Catwoman. Catwoman. <laughs> she said, yeah. <laughs> she said, cat owners, yeah. of which I believe you are one. I am. Must take responsibility to ensure their feline friends were safe and yes. prevent them from preying on wildlife, which they would, would do. Yep. Um, too many people assume their cats did not kill late native animals. Yep. Oh, no, no yep. yep. A research from the, cop this, Threatened Species Recovery Hub... Does that have a committee? <laughs> the TSRH. Oh, they've even gone on a Showed that cats killed 9.3 million animals every day in Australia. Well, my bloke's got... Most fr- of those would be mice. Yeah, I'm I was going to say, my bloke's got free reign to yeah. catch mice. Um, and we had a little run of them uh, a while ago, yeah. and we found a couple. Well, I reckon the message got back to HQ. <laughs> Watch out for the old boy next door. Right. He's not bad. <laughs> not bad, are <laughs> it? Um, but can I honestly tell you, yeah. my bloke, and he's getting old now, so he's about 12, which is like 84, so yeah, he's grandpa. Like, I've even got to lift him up in the dryer now to get his food, otherwise the dogs will eat it. He yeah. can't even jump up in the dryer anymore, so he's actually not going to cause too much trouble. He wouldn't have And during winter, yeah. mate, he is just flat out like a lizard drinking in front of the duct and heating, so don't worry, he's, he's not going anywhere no, overnight no during winter. No danger. But um, he's genuinely never caught any other form of wildlife except a mouse. Oh, okay. Whereas I, I have owned cats in the past that have they're, they're uh, killed things. Uh, yeah, that are bigger than them. <laughs> so I'll finish this off. So I just thought the point of that story was they have a bit more freedom than we do, depending oh, on where you live. Whiz, but Mrs. Lund, a cat woman, said that keeping cats indoors was not boring or cruel. She said, I know it's hard. 
because cats can be stubborn and have opinions. Is this so? Uh, my bloke has an opinion when he sticks his sticks his teeth into me sometimes. <laughs> she, he must be he's got an opinion then, I'm tipping. She, she rolls with this one. This is a cheery way to finish the article. <laughs> yeah. She said keeping them inside is better than finding them on the road. Oh yeah, well no tears. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> No, and and then a little one here that I just noticed here. Pet owner Catherine Birch said her cat Bubby, yeah, was fine wearing a lead. Now some people out walk walking. Their, yeah, no, my bloke, you won't get a lead. He on wanted my to bloke. be one of the dogs. She said, yeah, yeah, "I think it's a good luck. idea." Yeah, I'm not no. sure about cats. On mine, leads. mine, mine gets along with the two because I've got two dogs as well. Uh, two dogs, two and dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it gets along most of the time. But uh, they gang up on him, and he gets pretty grumpy with that. <laughs> so anyway, it's all a bit of fun when that happens. Now, listen, I just want to go back a step. How are you? How how have you been? I've been worried about you. Have you? Yeah, well, I'm worried about all my friends. Yes. Right? And I just, I've reached out to people. And just picked up the phone or sent them a text, and it's just that little piece. And, and in fact, I even wrote something the other day, and I just had to express it. And I just thought, let's just keep things in perspective. But you just got to keep up these lines for communication. You do. That's um, right. You know, and make sure that the, the the oldies are all okay. And I mean, even the even the the young kiddies. <laughs> I mean, even some of them are copying this bloody thing lately. So yeah, it's worse for the young kids. I it's think. um. You know, and they're, and they're homeschooling and all the rest of it. So um, I can't yeah, take so away my park for walking with my dogs. No. I can't take away my beach for swimming. No, that's true. You can take away my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, can't take away my trip to Dan Moon. Won't they be beautifully? And I can still feed myself. In fact, I'm getting rather theatrical in the kitchen. Well, it, well, do you know what's so am I? I've uh, I've knocked out two things this week I've never cooked before, there and I've go. gone down and bought all the ingredients. I've there done it from go. scratch. Yeah. So you know, bugger jar sauce. You know, <laughs> yeah. there old, old mate would say, old nap, <laughs> old nap. Um, no, I've punched out a couple of things, and I'm doing another one tonight. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. So uh, you know, nothing ridiculously adventurous, but just new. Yeah. So you got to try new. I'll come around for dinner, Scott. Well, <laughs> if you're allowed to, I'd, allowed I'd to. happily have you. Also. By the way, how was that uh, engagement party you went to on the oh. weekend? <laughs> 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 Don't even start me on that because I've, I've had, I, I saw it on social. I wondered I, whether you'd posted I, it I, or not. I, I've had a I've had a rant about that. Now we're going to no names, no pact rules. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with anything other than these people have gone and had a gathering yes. for a particular event. Allegedly. Well, remember when the kids used to get together when they were teenagers, they'd call oh, yeah. that a gathering. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So anyway, they've had this little soiree. Yes. Um, and the piece that I really love is that they're now coming out saying, You've got you can't be so hard on us. We've made a mistake. Well, Tish, you made a mistake. Yes. You made a conscious decision to rally around a group of people and have a gathering when there's some poor bugger in the paper today who was on his way back from Bangkok to see his dying mother, then got held up with 12 hours of bureaucracy and she passed away in the meantime. Yeah. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it when you think about having a gathering is a good idea because it's selfish, unnecessary, and you, you're a scourge, quite you're frankly. Scourge. A scourge on our society because wow. you don't give a damn about anybody else. End of story. Fair enough. Signed, sealed. Posted. Posted. Anyway, that's the last I'm going to make mention of it, unless I get going again. Now, <laughs> just before... <laughs> we were having a chat before about cats killing animals. Yeah. I came across this article. This is a bit maudlin to kick off the program with. Right. But um, have you heard of an organisation called Pets in Peace? Oh, is, do they sort of go away in one piece and come back and they, a they, bazillion pieces in a box? No, they dig up your dead, dead pets. Oh. That's what they do. Why? So, when Martin Hopp became pet funeral director, uh, there's such a thing. Oh, my God. He did not expect to search for the remains in backyards as if he was looking for dinosaur bones. Well, he's just going to find bones. Yes. But he said he is doing a lot of pet exhumations. Why? It's rising in popularity mainly because people are moving house. Yes. Um, and they don't want to leave them and for someone to build a tennis court or something over them. Yes. So apparently <laughs> this is a thing. Right. It's delicate, sensitive work, clearly. Yes. Um, to locate the remains and then they cremate them. Especially so they if you don't remember them. where Moggy went. <laughs> so I, I, I saw that article and said, 
I, I didn't know there was a pet funeral director. Because uh, when I have lost the pet, the vet just did it. Yep. And uh, we didn't have a ceremony or anything no. for the poor old guy. No. Um, but then uh, people apparently still burying them in the backyard. Well, and then they're exhuming uh, them later. Well, I sort of get that, but only on the basis that's that... Fine, that's strange. Uh, that sort of. Well, that? yeah, I mean, sort of. And I'll tell you why, because I've got a practical example that's yeah. cl- close to home. My dear old mum uh, only had a, two pets recently. She had a beautiful dog that she loved and... Uh, and she also had a cat. Yeah. Um, and sadly, she's lost both of them. Yeah. And she wanted to bury them in the garden. Yeah. And I said, I, I get that. But I said, what What if in a couple of years you move? Yeah. I said, why don't you go well, and you, have... She should give, you should give her this garden well, number. No, no, no. So I said, why don't you have them cremated yeah. and have them in a lovely little chest or something that you can... And you can pop that in the ground if you want. And yeah. then we can always go and dig that back up because it'll still be in one piece. But... Don't stick old, you don't know, stick old moggy. Don't, don't yeah. stick old Charlie Chestnut in the ground. And all, all you need it. is uh, one of the local dogs to get in there and dig it up. Well, for you. you know, you might get a fox that comes <laughs> in because there's plenty of them around as well. So I sort look, I sort of get that, but I think people what they should probably think about is actually having them cremated into and put into a lovely little package, and you don't even they need to put it in the ground. Then you can actually just put that in a cupboard well, even and can. just take it with you. It's just like remain right? normal remains. Well, correct. Yeah. Anyway, problem. Solved. So sorry about that. But I, 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 uh, gee, cheery, <laughs> cheery, cheery, right? <laughs> cheery start to the show. Well, can I share with you a couple of things I'm going to cover today? Yeah. Because uh, um, I, you know, in terms of doing the research that we do to put this show together, yes, um, yes. smaller research. Uh, uh, what I have found is that it's slightly more um, uh, tricky trying yeah. to find content. Content. <laughs> because that's when you not open COVID. the paper and you read. Death, doom, gloom, shut, gone, dead, and they're all the headlines of the first 30 pages. Yes. Um, you end up at the sport very quickly, and we don't talk much about sport. No, we don't. So anyway, I, I, did, I, I found a couple of things. I found something about body size I'm going to share with you. I've got a cracking good story about um, I one. I could share you something about body size. I'm, <laughs> I'm living it, mate. Yeah, well, yeah. I just uh, could nearly see you in raise you, I reckon. We'd be a couple of good bookends, yeah, you yeah, and I. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about one body, two funerals? Yeah, I well, yeah, you told me that. about that one. I like uh, that. I'm going to talk to you about a slice of pie, and that mm. is pie as in P-I, as in 3.141592. Pi equals something something squared, or something equals well, that's some e three equals, pi squared. E, e equals m z squared. Is, some, you think of that? Well, or maybe. Not? Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about the fact that pi now has about eighty five trillion numbers. It does. Um, anyway, and some people there are people out there that can recite. I know all of the decimals. Well, I get three point three point. One four one five nine two seven, I think it is. Mm. So I get to seven, and then I'm cooked. <laughs> Absolutely, cooked. like a pie, I'm cooked. Um, I'm going to talk to you about angry bees. Oh, good. Um, the, the Queen is being shielded from Randy Andy's um, latest mm, case. It's disappointing what's happened in um, that family. I think we've got a we've got an international cricketer. Uh, who made the following statement? Who is this absolute clown? Yeah, we'll <laughs> more on that share, later. Yeah, and who we and re- then, referring uh, to? You know, I love my black and white, and I found a fantastic little piece today um, on, uh, and it's just headed up. Hey, let's do shots. So it's an event that took place in uh, 1840, and I'm going to talk about a couple of dudes and some things that they were trying to do. Um, and then I'm also going to talk about another black and white, and this was beautiful, a lovely little piece. Um, while we can't visit our most uh, beloved Melbourne landmarks right now, we can pay tribute to our favourites in verse. So in I'm going to verse. read you two little verses that people have written, and you've got to guess the landmark that they're oh, cool. referring to. Cool. But it's oh, pretty... kick, kick me off with pie. Oh, you want you want pie? Kick off pie. Right. I like pie. Okay, so a slice of pie. So here we go. What's, uh, what's the, what's so the pie equation that I'm thinking of. Uh, I just don't, can't yeah. remember. Oh, well, it was a little while ago when we used to do all that sort of stuff, mate. <laughs> uh, so this is out of Geneva. Uh, Swiss researchers have calculated the mathematical um, constant pi to a new world record level of exactitude hitting 62.8 trillion figures using a supercomputer. You are kidding me. Nope. The calculation took 108 days and nine hours. 
So he's, yeah. po- he's Pen, pot. pens down so, <laughs> after 108 days. <laughs> so how, how, how far? How many digits? 62.8 trillion figures. And does it keep going after that? I don't know. Uh, Is there a pattern that emerges? The calculation took 108 days, nine hours. The, the uh, Broad Boindian University of Applied Science said uh, its efforts were almost twice as fast as the record Google set using its cloud in 2019 and three and a half times as fast as the previous world record in 2020. Um, so this would be a, like a supercomputer. Yeah, this is a supercomputer. It's like the ones that play chess. It's as big as your house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the old ones used to be. Uh, researchers are waiting for the Guinness Book of Records to certify their feet. Until then, revealing only the final 10 digits they've calculated for pi as 78179242644. So there is a final number. Is it? Four. Four. Hmm. Allegedly. That's, that's a trivia, allegedly. <laughs> Who's going to check? No, I just love the, you know, pens down, 108 days later. <laughs> pens down. Hey, uh, on numbers. What do you got? I, well, it just came into my mind. Yes. I was, uh, for unbeknownst, I don't know why I was doing this. You know the, the the fear of the number 13? Yes, I saw something about that the other day. Yes. So yes. I was doing a little bit of mucking around and it's it, it, it comes, there's two origins for it. Yes. It's the first origin is a Norse myth from the Vikings. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, the, that great era of yeah. Norse gods. Love, love the Vikings. Um, love, a, love a good and Viking. A, and a, it came from that somehow. I think um, I don't know what happened. And so was it the thirteenth ship that sank? Thirteenth something. Something, or, yeah. something happened. Yeah. Angered the gods or something <laughs> like that. And the other one that was was a biblical reference is that Judas was the thirteenth person at the dinner, his last dinner. Ah. You know, the big bloke's yeah, last dinner. Yeah, 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 the last supper. And then I came across the, the one of the best words I've learned in the last little while. Yeah. And this word, I'll get it right, it's called triskydacophobia. 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 That's the word for meaning... Fear of the number 13. Aha. Now, I did know there was a word, but I had no idea that that was the word. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Apropos of nothing at all. No. And we we did a little segment a little while back, didn't we, about the... uh, I gave you the the fears and the names of the fears, and you you had to guess what they were scared of. So there's another one to add to the collection. Triscotophobia. That that goes straight to the wheelhouse. Are you, uh, you superstitious? No, I no, don't think I, I am. Don't think no, I, am. I mean, I walk. Do you walk up. under ladders? Yeah, I walk under the ladder. You like black cats? Yeah, I've owned one. Own one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liked it so much, I bought one. <laughs> I, I, I like the number 13. Doesn't don't, bother don't me. Don't mind it. Um, you know, and you get to 87. I, not that I ever got to 87 yeah. when I bowed. I, I, I leave my feet on the ground at 87. Uh, I've got some, this I, think my, I think my best bowling figures were 4 for 13, so I'm quite fond of it. Fond of it. But you have a lucky number. Yeah, I do. No, I do have that. And I do. So it's not that. So yeah, it's a positive thing, though, right? So it's not a fear or anything. I'm. I'm. Fascinated by the amount of so my favourite number is five. Five, and it's the because of a football player. Or? Uh, no, I was actually born on the fifth day of a, of a right. particular month. There you go, and uh, that'll do it. So I've sort of always been attracted w- with five, and I'm always fascinated. So I go to the petrol station mm. and I'll pull up, and, and I don't go looking. I just pull up to w- whichever one. The amount of times that it's number five is really scary. It's spooky. Well, it's sort of a bit spooky, but it's spooky in a good way. Yeah. So I keep looking for all of the things but where... you're looking for meaning in that, aren't you? Well, no, I'm just fascinated by the amount of times that I flukely, clearly, turn up and the number five is attached to something. Well, there there can know. only possibly be six pumps. No. See, I go to I go to a particular. You one. go to a super duper one. Oh, I, I, well, and like, mate, let me tell you, it's thirty cents a litre cheaper. Mm. Mm. You need. To, How far do you need to drive to find that? Not very far. Mm. You just need to pay sixty bucks uh, annually for a, get a little card, and you put it in. And I can tell you, I paid a dollar forty eight the other day, and it was a dollar seventy eight somewhere else. Wow, same petrol. Well, you're driving a bit, though. Well, I am driving a bit, and it's sort of on my way to, you know, where I'm... I just start my car around. up these days for fun. Yeah. <laughs> Take it around the block. <laughs> if that. Uh, I think my lucky number's seven. Is it? I don't really have a lucky number, Lenny but I Hayes. like the number. Lenny Hayes. Yeah, correct. Well, what's mine? Joffa. Joffa. Yours is Joffa Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah. Yep. 
and Barry Lawrence. And Daryl Baldock. And Daryl Baldock and Barry Lawrence. That's a good number. It's a good number. I good like number. it. So there you go. Tris Cardicophobia, mate. A Tris Rolls off the just, tongue. Just, just like that. <laughs> Can I, I tell you, this, this, this got my, yes, caught my eye the other day. I don't know if you've come across this one. This is the lobster fisherman that was eaten by a whale. Now, I, I did, and there's been a lot of conjecture as to whether he's bought it yeah. or... or yeah, well. yeah, did he take a torch in and have a oh, look like, around? Like Noah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that go? Well, Moby Dick. Yeah, Moby Dick. Oh, no, Moby Dick ate the, ate ate the that moat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll let you be the judge after you hear what I've got to tell you. Okay, I'll, I'll come in with an open mind. A US lobster fisherman yep. says he was scooped into the mouth of a humpback whale, yet lived to tell the story. I was in his closed mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the service and spat me out, says Michael Packard on Facebook. Mm. A humpback whale tried to eat me. I am very bruised up but have no broken bones. His beyond belief big fishing yarn began, he told the local paper, the Cape Cod Times, oh, when, he, when he was diving for Brilliant. lobster off the Massachusetts coast. All of a sudden, I felt this huge shove. And the next thing I know, it was completely black, he said after being released from hospital. He was about 10 metres down and first thought he'd been attacked by a shark, but the lack of teeth and obvious wounds made him reconsider. He then began to struggle. I saw a light and he started throwing his head side to side and the next thing I knew I was outside in the water. Whale expert Duke Robbins said she had no reason to doubt the account. Bulltish. But there's no witnesses. So I could have made I, that story up. My very uh, limited understanding, though, is that they've got parts of them internally where they're a bit like a snake. So once you go in, mate, the muscles contract and keep pushing you down and down and down. And once you go down, there's not a lot of room left to actually come back the other way. So unless it's had a reaction and just... Well, he's just out. obviously <laughs> hasn't tasted like plankton, so it's um, spat him out. Oh, I've got, I'm struggling with I'm that. Struggling yeah, with that I'm struggling with that. Fair I'm enough, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I read it yeah. and went, mm, my radar went up. Yeah, no, I'll, like, well, maybe maybe I can tell you about the 40-foot 40, 40 great white that I caught. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Nah, sorry, mate. Doesn't stack up. <laughs> bum, bum. Just go back to your lobsters, mate. Come on. Surely you're making a good quid. He's out obviously of the lo- got a very fertile imagination. Ten metres down, searching for lobbies. He's obviously come up too quickly. <laughs> yes, he's got the bends. He's got the bends. <laughs> oh, very good. Uh, all right. Um, well, shall we continue on with bodies? Yes. Yes. Why not? Uh, the, well, I just thought this was an interesting one, and I and I and I wonder if it if it bears true, potentially. So I'd like to get your take on sure. it. So it says, body size shapes pay. Um, whether a person is tall, short or overweight could influence how much they are being paid, a study yes. said. Yes, okay. okay. Right. So researchers by US academics found that for men earning more than $95,000 a year, 95000 every centimetre taller, they were worth an additional $1,300. Brilliant. <laughs> Uh, anyway, women had the same experience when considering every point decrease in their body mass index. The BMI. So if their BMI went down, they were worth more. Well, I didn't say how much. Yeah, so yeah, fair enough. I'm not really liking the article to begin with, but um, study, uh, study authors said it was essential that policymakers considered accurately measuring body shapes before creating policies to remove bias and discrimination. Hmm. So you think about people that in sort of high places. Malcolm Fraser was six foot six. Hmm. Um, old mate running the AFL. LeBron James. LeBron James. Tall bike. Yeah, we sort of got a bit to do that job. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I I don't. I, what do you make of Roy Higgins then? Well, or jockeys uh, in general. Well, maybe he fell into the BMI <laughs> category <laughs> for that one. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're sort of alluding to, you know, and I. I think what they're alluding know. to I, is, I actually is, don't know. is people that are that fit the um, I don't know the the the, the present well and look good. Yep. They're probably going to get yeah. more favourably received. Well, or I'll, something I'll, like that. Then I'll give you one name, hmm. Alan Joyce. <laughs> Well, true. <laughs> it's about three foot two. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit 
He's not overly tall, Joycey. No, no. Um, and does a. I think he's been fantastic for Qantas, but by the way, over the well, he's got, he's, he earns a bit. He? Yeah, oh, yeah, don't worry about that. He's plenty. Like, like about eight. Nine or something. So, um, but anyway, so look, I think in some cases that might be the case. I tell you what, I have noticed in the construction world, yeah. most of the bloody construction managers are all about six foot five. So you don't get any sort of wimpy backward blokes no, you don't get in that world. That. So I think there are some worlds where, um, you know, that forms part of their probably, confidence and their well, demeanour. And you probably have to um, in certain jobs. You have to be of a certain you know. Size. I mean, well, Clarko's not overly tall either, is he? He's a short you guy. He's a, short, he's a short, angry man. Short, <laughs> looking for a job. He's looking for a job. Yeah. Where, do, where do you think he'll go? Do you think well, there's only two go? vacancies. Right now. Yeah, right now. <laughs> Still a week to go, Wait mate. a week to go. <laughs> and then... There's Who even knows? there's some murmurings around. You know, there might be some current coaches that might uh, mm. like the invitation to find greener pastures. Yeah, right, all should be of, revealed of their own volition, not mm. necessarily that of the board or its members. Mm. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> oh, it sounds like you've got the inside run on Might a few have heard things. Something. Might, have, Might heard have heard something. Might have heard something. Might have heard something. Well, you wouldn't have heard it at the pub because you're not allowed to go there. No, I went there in 1917 to the pub. It's <laughs> a good yeah, place the last pub. time I was there. I remember the pubs. I remember. Somebody should write a poem, I remember the pub. I remember How about the that? pubs. You should do that. I could do that. You can. You, Easy. You're a good poem writer. Can I talk to you about bagpipes? Oh, yeah, please. You know what a bagpipe is? Uh, it's a pig skin. It's a pig gut or something, yeah. or it's it's an animal. It's an, an uh, extraction from an animal. Well, the, anyway. the reason I raise bagpipes is it a cow gut or? Cow, well, I don't know pig. what, but it's got four parts. Yep. Because I did some are they parts of the animal, or are they just? Well, <laughs> I've read this lovely article, and it was probably on the news services um, of the St Kilda bagpiper. Yes, and killed a piper. I remember, remember seeing it? the article. Yeah. I remember seeing the piece to TV. So he's, he's a bloke, just for those who haven't caught the, the, the thing, uh, he gets up on his building, Yep, which he, he lives in St Kilda. He's in Fitzroy Street. Fitzroy Street. Yeah, correct. And he gets up there and he practices his bagpiping. He's know. up above um, where uh, there was a thing called This Is The Show. Do you remember? Yes, I remember that place. <laughs> <laughs> he's up above there. Little he, funny Pub on the he's corner near there. The, <laughs> he's, he's near there or the George or something. The George, like yeah, that's right. So this is a guy gets up um, and he's become a bit of a cult figure because, of course, the sound carries. Yes, if you've ever heard a bagpipe, yes, he carries. I like the I like quite the, a long yeah, way. I like the bagpipes. Goes across fields and all those sorts of it things. Resonates broadly. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does. So he's been up there practicing and he's become quite a local sensation um, right. amongst all of the all of the neighbours and. Um, he practices his various songs. Um, he's he got his first set of pipes when he before Melbourne's first lockdown. Now he's got a Scottish father and grandfather, so he's he's obviously trying to um, follow in their footsteps. But a little bit like the violin, um, it would be a very difficult and probably painful to hear a, a beginner on the bagpipes. I was going to say, so you're telling thought. me that he hadn't played the bagpipes until the first lockdown, Correct. got his first set of bagpipes, Yes. so he's starting from scratch. From scratch. So he's not going to sound so great <laughs> for a little point. while, is he? So it sounds lovely and romantic, you know, right. if, if, if it was a professional, you know, up there yep. playing bagpipes, it would yep. be quite nice, right? Yes, it would. But um, he's up there practising. It's like the kid next door on the recorder or the violin, oh, you know, trying to practise. It wouldn't be too not. good. Surely not. But I did a bit of research to find out that there's four parts to the bagpipe. <laughs> there's the blow stick. Yes. I think that's the bit you that's blow the, in. Yeah, you stick it at the side of your mouth like a pipe. There's the bag. The bag, yes. There's a thing called a chanter. The chanter. Is that the thing you use with your fingers and you cover the holes? I think so. Right. And then there's a, a couple of different types of drones, which is the droning noise you hear. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that. So when you think of bagpipes, Scotty, yeah. what do you think of? <laughs> Only one band, I can tell you. On the back of a truck, so, going down the Burke Street Mall. Go with Swanson Street. Swanson Street. Yeah, back in the <laughs> Somewhere day. there. Well, you're quite right. And I go to, I, you and I go to an event twice a year. And, and uh, sadly, yes. it's just been cancelled. Yes, and every time we go to this event, they play this at the door. They play this to... at the door. They do. <laughs> Enjoy.
And I'm sitting here watching you do oh, air bagpipes <laughs> well, of all things. <laughs> You've just you've just stolen the words out of my mouth. I was thinking because you're the you're the master. You, many years ago, you set up Air Guitar, which was running a little pub down in Port yeah, Melbourne, was, which yeah. was just so much fun. And I think I shared with you an idea I yeah, had recently. Yeah, yeah. We, we might might do air Res- drum, resurrect air, air drum. drums or something. But then I was just thinking. Imagine doing air bagpipes. This, if we're going to do air bagpipes, that would probably be the song. Well, that, that'd be the winner. This, this so, is a good one, though. Well, in Scotland, I broke. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've probably only got to go to um, what's that big? What's that big event that they have in the castle over there in Scotland? That you know where they've got the oh, the military tattoo. That's it. So they're magnificent bagpipes. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Yeah, I don't mind them. Oh, yeah, I don't mind them. They're acquired taste, but they're not but, do you, bad. but you imagine somebody standing up at a, you know, when maybe go back to a pub or might even have it at your yeah. gallery or something. Someone's standing up there just giving it, it the pipe. winding up the pipe. But you've got to have a kilt and a spot. Oh, you'd, ha- you'd just, you'd have so much fun with it. You can't play them without that gear. It'd be hilarious. Without the gear. Hey, hey, now, speaking of. Uh, you ever had haggis? Yes, I have had haggis. Yeah, yeah. I've had it once. Yeah, once. And only once. Yeah, I've. <laughs> Well, I had it in England. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I had it at a, a Robbie Burns uh, oh, did evening you? Oh, when, Robbie I was, Burns. when I was at the university. Ah. And we at, had a Bobby Burns night. Ah, this is the, the poet. they piped in. They pipe ah, in the haggis. did they? They do. Yeah, they pipe you out on the way to and the hospital. Then you, then, you, <laughs> then you pipe off to the toilet <laughs> after eating the haggis. Yeah, well, I put haggis in the same category as um, intestines that I've had at a Chinese. Tripe. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's no good. Yeah, tripe. No. I've had tripe. There's not enough chilli or soy sauce in the world. Well, you've got to put a lot of soy on tripe. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I tell you, that yeah. was my mistake. Yes. Uh, now, speaking of uh, things British, can I continue with that theme? You can. Um, uh, because uh, I came across this little piece. Um, there has been an outspoken former English uh, cricketer I oh, don't yes. know if you saw I this. I did see this. Uh, anyway, he went on and dubbed Daniel Andrews an absolute clown <laughs> 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 on Twitter on uh, the other day, uh, sharing a snippet of Monday's press conference where the Premier banned Melbourne's from removing their masks to drink alcohol. Yes. You and I, Joe, during our elongated production meeting that, that went for a, a minute and a half this morning, uh, mm. just before, um, we were talking about the fact that uh, we'd probably just get a, cut, a, put a hole in the front and shove a straw in. Correct. Uh, you raised the point, can you actually have a, uh, what was it? A, well, you're allowed espresso to. Martini? No, you were allowed to. I saw this. So, so is that clear. coffee? No. Well, <laughs> yes. But someone said, you can have your mask off if you're having a coffee, but not if you're having a, an alcoholic drink. So right. What is, what's an espresso martini? You know, yeah. It's a sort of a hybrid. And what about an Irish coffee? An Irish coffee. Yes. Correct. Another hybrid. We're overthinking it. <laughs> there was a little, uh, I had a walk today, walk and talk. Yep. With a friend. For your two hours of exercise. Yes, and he said to me, we in the previous lockdown, I think lockdown four. Yes. Um, the one before the last one before the last one. Yes. He said there was a local uh, establishment uh, that was selling a lot of coffees, in inverted commas, ah. at four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, really? And people were walking around with coffee cups. Yes. Um, very happy. Yeah, very happy. And he said, yeah. he, said he wandered in, he said... It's curious because you normally see people drinking coffee at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's right. Not at four p.m. Yes, that's right. And he inquired as to what the beverages were on right. uh, available, and they were selling um, ah. certain things ah. like Irish coffee, like Irish coffees in the coffee cups. Well, in fact, which uh, is a lovely thing. Uh, uh, it's a bit uh, like prohibition. <laughs> they used to serve alcohol in teacups. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've got me covered today, old son. I'll continue because I was just going to say to you: Do you remember that you know when restaurants were waiting to get their liquor license? Could we have a cup of tea, please? <laughs> you know, and, and and your shadow cardboard would be in a teapot. You get a cup of teacups. Um, so good. I'll just finish this off. Um, so the South African, if that's going to give it away, South African who played for England. Uh, tweeted, yeah. who is this absolute clown? And tagged Australian cricket legend Shane Ward in a jovial bid to find out more. So old mate Kevin Peterson. Yes. Uh, KP. Has, yeah, KP uh, has decided 
that based on Mr. Andrews and Mr. Andrews said you'll no longer be able to, to remove your mask to drink a cocktail at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath as part of a pub crawl. <laughs> He's been quite specific there, I think, to a particular event that took correct. place last week. Correct, correct. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, and off the, off the back of that, though, I tell you what I did find super disturbing because um, uh, uh, I was, I'm allowed to go and see my, my kids, and uh, we just went for a walk on Sunday. Yes, uh, or a bit of a drive, and I'm also a carer for my mum, and uh, so we got her out of the out of the place to just give her a change of scenery, uh, all within the rules. And uh, there were thousands and thousands of people on the foreshore, mm. from Sandy to Blackrock, but picnics, kids everywhere. Picnic groups of 10 and 15 and 20, yeah. and only, I reckon, uh, half to two-thirds were wearing masks, at best. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a mask wearer now. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I follow the rules. Yeah, but I just thought, man, oh, man, seriously, it's... Um, well, so you were walking around the streets, were you? Well, I was actually driving. Driving? Yes. So Because um, I've been doing a bit of walking. So we got a coffee and sort of yes. stood on the street. But again, all these people walking past us with no masks on and no social distancing. And yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Now, um, anyway. I've go. got a little piece for you yes. on street names. Yes. And um, because I've been doing a bit of walking around and looking at street names, yes. I came across this one. Um, these are some of the more desirable streets and street names yes. in Melbourne. Yes. And then I've got a few of them that are less desirable. All right. So I'll give you the desirables Uh-oh. first. <laughs> give me the desirable. Champion Street. Champion. Yep. Christmas Street. Christmas. Right. Superior Avenue uh-huh. in Roval. Right. Fortune Street. Yes. Actually, you should guess the suburbs. Champion uh-huh. Street. Uh, Footscray. Brighton. Oh, Brighton. oh, Champion, of course. Christmas Street. Uh, with a, uh, Emerald. Northcote. Oh, God. Superior Avenue. I, th- I oh. told you, Roeville. Oh, yes. Fortune Street. Uh, Turek. Box Hill. <laughs> oh. oh, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Luck, lucky Fortune. Lucky, lucky. Uh, Royalty Avenue. Oh, yeah, Turek. Hyatt. <laughs> Happy Go Lucky Road. Uh, Springvale. <laughs> well, you would have thought so. <laughs> Walhalla, wherever that is. Oh, yeah, um, it's a just r- remote this, this, regional. This is a great street name. Nice place. Ah. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know where I've been. <laughs> That's in Point Cook. Oh. <laughs> know where I've Wrong. been. <laughs> Wrong. Um, yeah, Gary. Yeah, nice place in Point Cook. There's a, what, what do you call that? An oxymoron. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. Cherry Tree Lane. Uh, Richmond. In Cheltenham. Oh, okay. The Broadway. Uh, in Reservoir. Broadway and Reservoir. Fashion Parade. Ooh, South Carolina. In Broadmeadows. I oh. know <laughs> <laughs> you're taking the P15. Sunrise. Uh, That's a good name. Sunshine. Sunrise in Ashburn. Ashburn. Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, I've got a clue about those. In Jakarta. Royal Parade. Uh, North Melbourne. Parkville. Parkville, yes. yep. Apple Tree Drive. Uh, Q. Glen Waverley, oh. where the apple orchards is. Oh, yeah, okay. Butterfly Boulevard. Uh, the zoo. That's no, in Tarnay. <laughs> oh, Tarnay. <laughs> Tarnay. Oh, Tarnay. Is that next to Tarjay? It's next to Tarnay. <laughs> and Grand View Road in uh, Brighton. I was, was going to say that. I think there's a Grand View Road in um, Armadale as well. You might uh, be... These are the less desirable <laughs> names that you might get. Yes. Bogan Street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Clifton Hills. Oh. Clifton Springs. Oh, yeah. Wherever that is. Yeah, that's out way out that's west. Way out west. Way out west. Way out west where the rain. <laughs> Butt Street. Oh, God. Footscray. <laughs> that's in Corong Vale, wherever that is. Corong Vale. Mm. Never heard of it. Fear Street. Oh, Danny Knob. In Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> Welfare Street. <laughs> Richmond. Port Arnington. Oh. Fanny Street in Mooney Ponds. Uh, uh, Gray Street, St Kilda. Ro- Rona Street. <laughs> Willie's Avenue in Keelor oh, Downs. I thought that might be in Gray Street. Um, <laughs> Wank Road. Oh, not even going there. <laughs> well, what suburb's that? Uh, Merbu North. Oh, that's... The southeast down towards Sale. Yes, down near the forest. Yeah, the, yeah, that's it. Near yeah. where Spoon Man yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, where Button Man, yeah, button man mm. is. Yeah. Emo Road in Malvern. Yeah. Thrush Street mm. in South Moraine. 
That's on the Gippy Gippy Highway. Oh, South don't Gippy don't Highway. Oh, yeah. uh, Titty Bong Street. Oh, is that in Bunyip? That's in Quambatook. Oh, Quambatook. Yes. Right. That's I in have Qua- no idea where that is. That's in Queensland, Quambatook, isn't it? No. Don't know. Boner Court. Steve Hill. Stiff. Tit wobble now. What? <laughs> stop it! <laughs> you can't have. It was a proof that it could be right. You have to ask the people at Wedderburn. You wouldn't get that as a number plate. <laughs> Tit wobble lane. <laughs> Tit wobble. <laughs> Sounds like something in Tasmania. There's a, there's a Beaver Street in Malvern East. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> and there's a Busty Road in Apollo Bay. Oh yes, okay. And then there's the Warden's Walk in Coburg. Might, oh yeah, that might be might be near the, the big old house. establishment. Yeah, the big house. And then there's a couple of other little ones. Sesame Street. <laughs> in Mount Waverley. Oh. There's Lois Lane. Oh, love, in Yeovil. Used to love Lois Cover Lane. Drive. Oh, in uh, Sunbury. Well, uh, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Cover yes. Drive. Cover Drive. Tennis Court. In Kuyong. In Mornington. <laughs> Abbey Road. Ah, uh, uh, where all the Beatles Wild. live. Marriage Road. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Batman Avenue. Bat- uh, Richmond. Yeah. And South Park Drive in Dandenong. So there you go. A couple of street names that I've noticed on my walking and travels. <laughs> well, I saw Although it. I've never been to Quambatook. And I can't remember the last time I was I, I was in Corong Vale. Because no, I'm I not sure know. where they are. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Um, just to round that out for you, yeah. I did see something on the socials today. And uh, somebody posted, if a street was named after your ex-wife, what would it what would it say? I just put no through road. <laughs> Very good. Very there, good. There are a couple of good ones there, but hey, and talking about streets and property, um, I played ACDC before. You did. Did you see that Phil Rudd, who was the drummer in ACDC, he still is the ex-prime minister. Now, Phil Rudd, <laughs> not the ex-Prime yeah, Minister, yeah, the yeah. ACDC drummer. Yes, yes. He, um, his original home in Bowie was oh. sold on the weekend yeah. above the reserve. Um, and um, it was in uh, Hayden's Road, Bowie, something like that. Yeah. Um, and this is what the agent had to say. <laughs> Ready for this? Oh, yeah. Because he thought he was pretty clever. Yeah. It was a very good result. Bo Morris is on a highway to sell. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Is that written by? Is that written by somebody at Channel Nine? Yeah, that does all the corny jokes on the news. That's like that guy on the news, <laughs> Alan Rascal. <laughs> that's the sort of work he'd be into. Oh gosh! Uh, um, well, after 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 that death, <laughs> which which did I must have a look because there must be other more appropriate. ACDC names that have property links. I'll have to look that up. Yes, we can. Uh, that can be part of your research. That's right. Um, have mm. you got something for me, or would you like me to share a a, a, a funeral story? <laughs> you can. Which we started off Maudlin. We, well, we're going Maudlin again. And after the death of that real estate agent, I just thought it might be a nice segue. No, I just had these headlines. Yeah, okay, go. This, you know how we've just had the Olympics. Yes. How good were the Olympics? Oh, bloody good. How good were the Olympics? Kept me going. Just, yeah, kept me going. Yeah. So, yep, yep. This is a headline you won't see. You know that little section in the paper? BMX medalist pays tribute to original Olympic riders in ancient Greece. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Australian statistician admits lockdowns will make it easy to count people this year. <laughs> right. And a vaccine passport, which is topical. Yes. Is to be just like a regular passport, but with a worse photo. <laughs> what, you've got a ventilator on your, on your <laughs> mouth or something, have you? Um, yeah, do you anyway. uh, well, just off the back of that, yeah. do you agree with that? I don't mind it. The passport? If it means I can travel, I'm all for it. Yeah, 100%. I'm getting my second in two weeks' time. I'm done. I'm and, done and uh, dusted. if that means that I don't have to be in lockdown and I can go to Italy next year, yep. I'm all over it. Now, the only piece I do want to share with you, because mm. I heard this, and and I think part of the problem that we've got is that all the the whole lot of mixed messages that have occurred with this too. Yes. But I just want to run this past you because I I wasn't debating it with someone; we were just exchanging views. Um, but we both agreed in that you, there's there's been some language around go and get this, and if you don't want to do it for yourself, go and do it for somebody else. Do it for your country, right? Go and do it for somebody else. That doesn't change anything. Mm. You can go and have your two shots. You can still contract it. Yeah. But if somebody, you can still pass that on to somebody who hasn't had their shots. 
So it's actually not doing it for somebody else. It's actually doing it for yourself. Don't so that for yourself. You don't get crook. I think this is one of these things where be selfish. Get the vax. But just get the damn thing. I but mean, look, I, you know, we were talking I, um, talking yesterday to a young girl who's in this in this world. Yep. Right? And she mm. understands it better than better than any of us does. Yep. She's now she works for GlaxoSmithKline. Yes. One of those. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And she's now there's a new jab you can get for shingles. Yeah, right. Huh? Yep. Which is chicken pox shingles yeah, and correct. thing. Yep. Which really my, my grandmother was devastated with shingles. So you can get a jab for that now. So she's, you know, they're selling that. Good. But I can remember a time when you went overseas, you know, if I said to you, I'm off to overseas, and you'd say, have you had your shots? Yeah, your malaria shots. Malaria, TB, tuberculosis, typhoid, yellow, whatever it was. Yep. And you get your jabs. Yep. And you'd take your thing, and you'd have to show at the airport that you had your jab. So it's no different from that. And your children can't go to kindergarten unless they're immunised. Correct. So it's been happening for a long time. It's been happening for a long time. So I think it's nothing the, new here. The pieces around how quickly it was developed. Sure, sure, and, sure, you know, sure, sure. I mean, but, like, but what do you do? I mean, mate, seriously, mate, seriously, just get get a jab, get yep, a jab, just get the jab. Uh, okay. So speaking of um, getting a jab, this bloke potentially didn't have his. Um, <laughs> there's a lovely little story out of Baltimore. Um, uh, Demetra Street stood and sang at her husband's funeral in Baltimore, Maryland, believing the urn on display contained his remains. Oh, what was she singing to? <laughs> but she discovered he had been buried days earlier <laughs> at the request of another woman who also claimed to be his wife. Oh, no. The urn next to the framed photograph of Ivan Street uh, was, she claims, an empty sham. <laughs> in a lawsuit, uh, Miss Street alleged Wiley Funeral Homes held two funerals, one for her and one for the other woman, the other and charged woman. them both. Oh, <laughs> nice work yeah. by them. Uh, she's claiming damages of 8.5 million, 11.6 million Aussie. Can she calculate uh, that? Alleging breach of contract, negligence, fraud, and intentional infliction of emotional distress. <laughs> she said the entire affair had left her suffering from depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, and requiring medication. It's a really sad situation. Alex Coffin. <laughs> uh, Miss Street's lawyer said... <laughs> Alex Coffin. <laughs> That's his name. <laughs> Alex Coffin. <laughs> this story just got kept, this, this got, it just got better as I uh, kept reading. Miss Street's lawyer said, "Yeah, Alex Coffin. Alex Coffin. It's tough enough. It's tough enough losing a loved one." Uh, uh, Brandon Wiley, the funeral home president, denied the claims. Miss Street. Uh, Mr. Street died of heart failure in January, age 67, according to the lawsuit. Miss Street's identified the body, provided her marriage certificate, and signed a uh, $2,500 contract for his cremation shortly afterwards. Another woman is alleged to have told the funeral home she was the wife and provided a marriage license from 1977. She requested a burial, which allegedly took place first. <laughs> oh, well, so, mate, we've started the show <laughs> with the uh, dead pets, and we've finished it with mate. Alex Coffin. Alex Coffin just doesn't get any better, does it? Oh, well, that's hey? the sort of uh, gear we throw up here at the Have guns. Have we been smashed for time We've again? We've been smashed for time. Oh, mate, it's been too much fun as we usual. We need your way. And we'll, we'll, we'll be on the airwaves again soon. We'll be back. We'll be back. Thanks for listening.